0: Hello, everybody. Hope you guys had a great Christmas and Happy New Year. This is Jason Conversations. I am joined today by Mike Goldstein. Mike, how are you doing today?
1: Good, Jason. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Before we start talking about the book, um, where are you from?
1: Uh, Aurora, Colorado. That's where I live. It's right near Denver.
0: Nice. A lot of snow down there yet?
1: No, very little. We've only had one small snow.
0: Yeah. Same yeah. here. It's very yeah. good. Today is like 70 degrees yesterday. It was yeah. freezing.
1: Yeah. It was cold today, but it was very warm yesterday. It's unusual. Very unusual.
0: Yeah. Especially for, we're coming on January now. and We haven't really had any winter weather, at least not in Ohio. Right. Um, what made you want to be a writer? Well, I've always been a
1: storyteller and uh, I, but I've never, I'd never written uh, a novel and I, I'd written a lot of articles uh, for, you know, business, b- business opportunities and things like that that I've been in. And and uh, basically, I wrote a book on what I'd been doing for many years. Uh, and after I wrote that book, I felt that at this point I could write another book. So um, my former wife and my uh, daughter uh, thought I should start writing stories that I told my grandchild. My my grandson, my oldest grandson. And uh, so we that's how it got started.
0: Nice. So what did you do before you became a writer?
1: Uh, I did management consulting, business consulting, personal consulting, that sort of thing.
0: That's awesome. It, that's that's so cool that you would go from that to this. I, I love that. Uh, somebody, I'm actually with my friend. We just interviewed Nancy Stafford, who was in the show Matlock. Uh-huh, Yeah. And she had briefly mentioned in our interview that, you know, that she had talked about doing a spinoff with her character. So me and my uh, podcasting partner are currently writing a script for a Matlock reboot, just out of nowhere, just for fun for us. And then we're going to say, who knows what will happen. But uh, yeah, but that's great. That's always my advice to people is if just do it, like if you're thinking about doing it, just do it. Even if you don't share it with anybody else, at least at least try and do it. See what happens because you never know.
1: Never know. You never know. Well, it got to be kind of an obsession with me.
0: <laughs> Once I
1: started it, I couldn't stop. I loved it, you know, loved writing. So, all
0: right. Well, tell me about the process of writing the Adventures of Jimmy and Andrew.
1: Okay. Well, like I said, it started with my grandson, and these were stories when he uh, moved uh, out of moved from Denver back east. Um, I, he would call me every night for a poppy story is what what he calls me. And so he'd call me for a poppy story and I'd tell him these stories. I'd make up stories. He'd come up with something and I'd make up a story around it. And a lot of times I would include him in the story making. And that's how, and this particular series, the stories were about a little boy by the name of Jimmy and a dog by the name of Andrew. And, and, and these were stories that I had originally created with him, uh, when when he was and he's the exact same age as the character in the book Jimmy. And the story is about a little boy uh, that on his ninth birthday, he's allowed to go to he's by his parents let him go to the uh, Humane Society to pick out a dog something he's always wanted. And it turns out that the dog he gets can speak with him telepathically, and is immortal over 3000 years old born in Egypt. And, uh, He's been roaming the earth ever since, trying to discover clues to his origins, but he doesn't find out anything. He doesn't even get any clues until he meets Jimmy. And that's the beginning of their first adventure. And that's the first book. This one uh, is that we've been talking about is American Stonehenge. And uh, in this adventure, basically, uh, the boys, uh, archaeologist parents, are called up to the remote forest of North northern Washington, to excavate a site of a, a newly discovered site that is the a fully intact duplicate of England's Stonehenge. And they take Jimmy and Andrew with them. So they must unravel this mystery. That, that, and that's the first adventure. But the story really goes back and forth in time between the current adventure and other episodes in Andrew's long life, since he's been roaming the earth for three millennia. So and it ties in the various stories, and that's that's the first aspect of the book. Okay,
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. So you have the plans for the next three in the series already written down?
1: Well, the second book is already written, and it's in the final stages of editing, and I've already uh, begun the uh, the next the next one. Uh, So it's, but the first one has been quite a quite a project. It's taken quite a while because it's a unique story. And we really wanted to present it in a way that was unique, Uh, something that hadn't been done before. And one of the things about these books, uh, which before I tell you about the presentation, I should probably tell you a little bit more about the book itself. Um, One of the reasons I decided to write this book was because I'm a I'm a strong advocate for children's literacy Mm -hmm. and my 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 kids learn to read very young and and especially a thing and, and it's served them very well in life and, and a child can learn anything if he can read and all what's going on right now in the world even if the kid can't go to school if he can read he can he or she can educate themselves
0: absolutely and
1: it's and this is important so i wanted these books these series and, and to be not only a thought provoking fantasy but also educational So all of the subjects being discussed uh, are factually and historically correct down to the smallest detail. And so that uh, uh, the whole idea is to interest a child in archeology span and history and anthropology and all these other subjects and and other literature. And so I wanted to encourage that within this in terms of the detail. Now, in terms of the presentation, I also wanted to really engage Engage someone, you know. Not just you know. And and one of the things that wanted to do was to illustrate it, uh, almost like a graphic novel in some sorts, and and basically do uh, a full page illustration of the major scene in every chapter, which is which is what we have, and that's also fully detailed. So it's exactly per the book, and all the details in the illustrations. Are correct. You know the 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 flora, the fauna, uh, uh, the positions of things, and so that anything that the, the that the person can look in the book or the child can look and see. I want to learn something, but they'll find it, okay, and, and, and it'll make sense. So that's 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 the first part, and and then it's the presentation. And like the beginning is with the illustrations, and we wanted to do them in such a way that. Um, it was did give it that graphic novel quality but most books if if they're they do illustrations the publisher does them and puts them in the front of the chapter right Mm -hmm. that's where you usually see them the beginning of the chapter figure and i never liked that because first of all if it's something uh exciting to the chapter you're revealing it before the person gets to it and second of all if it's a pretty good illustration and the person's reading the scene, they got to flip back to look at the illustration. So I, so what we did is we put the illustrations directly across from the scene that they're reading so that it's right there as they're reading it and they can see it. And it, it, it did create the problem of extra pages in the book, but we just covered that with drawings of the two characters at play. And so that was the first part of the presentation was the illustrations. Am I yakking too much about this?
0: No, no, no. And when we get to the next part, first I want to ask you a question: What's the response been like since you put it out? What's that feeling been like for you too to have people reading your work?
1: It, it it's been great. It's really been, and, and it's been a really good response from from uh, people that have read it. Uh, not just kids, but adults, because I wrote it for uh, nine and above. Mm-hmm. OK, nine to ninety nine. And so so we've got a very good I've got a very good response from people. And uh, uh, the testimonials like up on Amazon have so just been wonderful. And so I'm very happy about it. It's just a matter of just getting more people to know about it. That that's the that's the difficulty because I one um, one of the things was is I wrote this book back in. What two thousand and eight? I think that's when I wrote the book. That's quite a while ago. Yeah. Know, it only took it took me a year to write it, and I wrote it in the evenings. And then it was a matter of getting it published. So I spent the next years going through the agents and publishers, but nobody wanted to really publish I had interest, but nobody wanted to do it the way it was to like the kind of things I'm talking about. Yeah. So I I. Finally, I, I figured if I want to get it published the way I want it and done that way, I have to do it myself. So I started my own publishing company, and uh, that's been a that was a real project to okay. really, yeah. The first part was finding a good editor because I may you know I I had a lot of eyes look at this. I had a lot. I mean, I've been through it thousands of times. The first book, but if I'm going to publish it, I had to have a professional editor. So I found a, a, a woman with over 30 years' experience in the New York publishing business, who not only became an editor but but a teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she awesome. really turned me into a writer, from storyteller to writer. Really, you know, working with her. That's
0: awesome. So yeah, continue. So what's the rest of the process?
1: Um, you mean in terms of what the, in the book? It's yeah.
0: uh, or the
1: process of the writing it.
0: Uh, all, yeah,
1: both, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Well, the, that was the first thing, And starting, the, you know, I had to find a good editor. And 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 like I said, she's, she was fantastic. I thought at the time I was already working on the second book. I basically finished the second book and was just kind of going through it. That's where all my attention was. I really didn't want to even look at Stonehenge again. I just thought I could just give it to an editor and say, here, do it you know Mm -hmm. and she said well if you want that kind of an edit sure but don't you want a good it and i yeah i want the best he says well then you got i I don't know what you want you have to write you have to do it so she kind of stuck my nose back in it and uh so she wouldn't what she would do was she would send it to me saying these are the problems but i had to correct them so the process i learned a lot that's where i became the writer you know, going back in and we, and, and the funny thing is, is when I first sent her the, the manuscript, which I sent her, of course, physically and I get it back and it's completely with red marks all through it. Every page had so many, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. it. was like, Oh my God. And so I went through it and did it. And it was actually a lot of fun. I learned a whole lot. And I went through it and I sent it back to her. I get it back again all red marks, full of them, because she would go through the book, and anything that catches her attention on that read-through, and you, you see it, she's reading it as if she's never read it before each time, mm-hmm. anything that catches her attention, that's a problem, and so it come back five times we did this, took a year, took me as long to edit it as it did to write it,
0: did you ever get discouraged with all the red marks? No, it
1: was That's beautiful. Awesome. I loved it. You think at first, you know, you start to get a little defensive and but then you get over that ego crap and and you start looking at this person knows what she's talking about and I better listen. And she, and she did. And then when I would rewrite it, it was wonderful. And and then I started to really could see, you see. And uh, so it, it was it, I actually I love writing but working with this editor and doing the editing is as much fun for me. It, it really is. It's a great process. So uh, we went through it to where she could go through the whole book and nothing caught her attention, and she okay, we're done. And then, then, then comes the uh, the tough part. Now you got to figure out how to print it, <laughs> right? And uh, I, I had I, fortunately, I have a a real good Production guy, he do producer, Zach's, um, and and he is incredible. And he was the art director with all the illustrations and helped me to find an uh, an artist. So it took us months to actually find an artist, and we found one in Turkey of all places. And uh, we worked online with Anil for two years to produce the illustrations.
0: That's awesome. And then
1: it was a matter of then printing it. So then, uh, that was another whole adventure, and so the vo- book is uh, now it's it's a large it's big, you know it's uh, it's a large book. Here I'll show you a copy. Of it. Let's see if I got it. Right
0: yeah, here. I'm thinking about picking up one for my daughter.
1: Yeah. Nice, nice. So it's a nice size, and it's it's also um, the whole book folds out to show you this beautiful panoramic illustration. <laughs> Of the entire thing. Let's see it. Oh, Do you wow! See that?
0: Yeah, that's cool. Is
1: that, am I doing it right or no? Uh,
0: go a little bit higher. Oh, yeah, that's awesome.
1: So it gives you the whole panoramas of, of the of the uh, of the book cover, and then, like I said, you see the quality of the illustrations.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: That's a picture of Andrew at Stonehenge in the 1600s. You can see Stonehenge up on the t- up there. Yeah. 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 This one took some in- interesting research because we wanted to make sure that we had to make sure that the stones were positioned in the correct place. Especially if we had the sun setting, it had to be setting from the right. So that this is how it would look at that time in the 1600s with the field and everything else and still be able to put it together.
0: So that is this awesome, was a the kind amount, of, amount of detail and yeah, work you put into it. What? So that's awesome, the amount of detail and work you put into it.
1: Well, you know, figure this is something we want people to, you know, they get it. And and I always pictured like a, a, um, a father or a – mother or father grandfather or grandmother sitting with the kids on their lap reading the book and that's how that's what i did my kids it was great they love it you know you could sit there they read it then after a while read me this well here you read it and they start that's how my son learned to read by the time he was six years old reading 17 books (laughs) at a sitting that sort of thing and my daughter too Awesome. But it's it's great stuff. And that, and and so that's why, you know, if we can get kids reading, the first thing is find something that they want to read. You know, and and this is a book kids are gonna to want to read. And it'll and it'll teach them something too.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Cause yeah, the amount of work you put into it's crazy. Like you said, the Stonehenge, you had to get the right details for the sunrise, and that's that's awesome.
1: Well, there's 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 details you don't even think about, you know, like one of of the things is like I I had mentioned to you that um, the Daw Andrew and Jimmy speak telepathically. Well, you have I had to figure out a way when I wrote the book. How do you how do you demonstrate that? You know, how do you make that stand out? Because you don't want to always have to be saying Jimmy thought to Andrew or Andrew said silently to you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So what, what I worked out was that italics, in other words, italics in my, in these books are, is only used in telepathic conversation.
0: Oh, that's awesome. It's
1: only, you the only time you'll ever see italics used in the books is in telepathy, but persons thinking of themselves, it's not, and any other things are bold or whatever, but italics is for that. So, In the beginning, I found and I tested this from the beginning with people. I had people reading this thing from the time I was writing it, and what I found was that if you in the beginning you can put thought to him or he thought silently, but after a while the person's eye just knows it's telepathy. You don't even and I never even told anybody. I'm telling you because we're, but I don't tell. It's not written in the book. I don't tell readers. You don't have to tell them. They it they just see it.
0: Yeah, I know they catch on pretty
1: quick. So, so that that's that's great except when it comes to printing you got to make sure that you have a type that is easy for people to read and the italics of that type has to be easy for it, since there's so much telepathy in the book so we had to come up with all these different types and then survey them with people until so we came up with the right type that people could easily read the the best one and that's the one we used so awesome. I couldn't believe all the details on this, you know, but you learn as you go. I didn't know any of this stuff before I started.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That, that is, it's so inspirational too. Like I said, you business management, now you're writing book, children's books. That's, I think that's fantastic. And like you said, reading is a gateway to so much education, just oh. simple A, Bs and Cs can get you so much in this world. And I, I think that you're doing a great thing.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank uh, you. If it, if it achieves anything like that, if that helps that to happen, wonderful.
0: You know, where can everybody find the book? Um,
1: well, right here, first place, uh, JimmyandAndrew.com. That's our website. Uh, they can get it on Amazon, but if you go go to our website, uh, there's a four chapter free preview. Of the first four, the first four chapters in print replica, and and it's there's a uh, a special mode uh, presentation mode that's just gorgeous. It covers the whole screen, and you can go up and see it just exactly all the illustrations for the first four chapters.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much. And where can anybody find you online? Pardon? I said, where can everybody find you online?
1: Oh yeah, that's on our, their website. Um, uh, you,
0: any social media? Amazon. Yes, 14. yes. Uh from the website,
1: we're on Instagram and Facebook, right?
0: Okay. Right. Awesome,
1: Facebook, bro. Instagram, all that stuff. <laughs> <We> have <laughs> a very you. wonderful social media person and uh she's fantastic. So she takes care of all that. So, yeah. But start with the website. Start with if anybody's going to start, go take a look at the of the book itself and read those first four chapters. And
0: then Absolutely. You'll I'll put the link of that in the description down below. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Follow me at 3GeeksJ, and uh, we'll see you guys again later.
1: Okay.